Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Technician Tuesdays. This podcast provides an opportunity to share ideas and best practices focused on professional development, clinical and innovative practices, and other topics important to pharmacy technicians. My name is Nicole Foster, and I will be your host for today's episode. With me today are Wendy Owens, a clinical program manager with Vanderbilt Specialty Pharmacy, and Sharice Marsh, a pharmacy reimbursement specialist with Vanderbilt Specialty Pharmacy. Thank you for joining us today, Wendy and Sharice. Let's get started talking about today's topic, technician roles within the specialty pharmacy model. With this being such an area of growth within the pharmacy practice, we are excited to hear how technicians have advanced to best serve their patients. So, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into specialty pharmacy. Wendy, we'll start with you and then Sharice. Hi, yes. So, getting into the pharmacy field kind of fell into my lap. I knew I wanted to be in the medical field, but was really unsure of what I wanted my path to be. So I joined a local community pharmacy, was trained on the job, was grassroots and was able to kind of teach myself and grow with the job. And I fell in love with what I was doing. It was amazing to be able to serve a patient directly and work with them hand in hand and really troubleshoot some of the problems I was seeing. So from there, I decided to really grow my career and I joined a local hospital pharmacy where I did inpatient for about three or four years, including sterile products. And that led me to join where I'm at now with specialty pharmacy, where we've really been working on the advancement of the technician role and getting into different practices and ways that we can serve our community. Shrink? I knew I was going to be in the medical field, and I actually had originally planned to go to med school or PA school. And then I found out that blood and I don't really get along so well, and I had to rethink things. And so I thought, well, let's check out pharmacy. It's still medically involved, can still help people, but most of the time I do not need to see their blood, so to speak. So I started that. I actually started in a program, a two-year degree program through a community college. And so I had a lot of theoretical knowledge and got certified before I ever had a job and Then I got hired at Walgreens and had zero practical application. So that was a good sink or swim drive for me. So I was able to pick up and really learn at my pace. And it it was kind of the sky's limit at that point. So I've done retail for the community. I have done hospital for the civilian sector and for the military. I was actually able to get in with a compounding pharmacy and work with making products customized to a patient's needs, which indirectly led me here to specialty um, because it was very similar to what I was already doing. And I actually have enjoyed this the most. Specialty has been the most rewarding, I think, um, as a technician in all the different backgrounds that I've had before now. That's wonderful. I personally came from a technician background in a retail environment and then came to hospital and was able to hone those skills into starting our pharmacy technician training program at Vanderbilt. And so I have a a soft spot for people who come from kind of a training program environment. I definitely think that experience through the different fields of pharmacy have led y'all to that specialty role, which is really neat that y'all have that in common. 
Sharice, um, in your words, can you maybe tell us what you think, what is specialty pharmacy? Specialty is is kind of just that. It's special. It's um, not your standard process. It's not standard medications. It, it requires special handling from the very get-go, from the diagnosis of the disease state that we're working with to the prescribing of the medications that they want um, and how we handle that with the insurance and the patients. And so specialty is focused on what we need to do to take care of the patient. Not that nothing else, any other part of pharmacy is not, but it's, it always involves more because on most maintenance meds, you know, we can handle that at a regular retail level, but the specialty needs extra handling, extra work with the insurance, extra work with the providers that a local community pharmacy just wouldn't have the time to adequately provide the patients. So we are able to create a model that gives us the time we need to focus on each specific patient for as long as we need to, to make sure we're taking care of those special needs. That's wonderful. And as we see the field of um, specialty pharmacy growing, we see different models out there. Wendy, can you maybe tell us how you feel and what makes your specialty pharmacy unique from others? Of course. Um, what I love about our specialty pharmacy, or we are actually a health system specialty pharmacy. So we are based and integrated within our own enterprise within the health system. Our clinic technicians are embedded directly into all the specialty clinics, and they work side by side with a pharmacist that's embedded with them, as well as the nurses, the assistants, the registration team, and the providers themselves. So we are part of their clinical care team when the patient comes in to be serviced for these disease states. We get a different perspective because of that. We do get a little bit of a access fill with what's going on because we get access to their medical records. And then when there is an issue or a problem needs to be triage or we need some sort of answer, we have the ability to walk a few doors down and plan and strategize directly with the provider or set up time to discuss what options we need to do for care moving forward. Also, we have a really unique view with we have technicians leading technicians. So within our model, we realize that pharmacists are great or doing what pharmacists were trained for, which is clinical work and really making clinical judgment calls and working with the patients on that nature. And that technicians were designed and best to run operations. We're the ones that allows the show to go on each day. And so we have our technicians leading in, in managerial roles. And that also leads to us being able to really kind of create and design and elevate the roles our technicians are doing as the business grows to be able to meet the new and unique needs of our business. That sounds great. And, you know, as we see now, the biggest problem with getting these access to these meds to be able to fill them and then also getting them to the patients is a focus on insurance approval. So there does seem to be a lot of focus on insurance approval. Can a patient still get access to a specialty medication if they lack prescription insurance? Sharice, why don't we start with you and then Wendy, we can hear your thoughts too. Absolutely. No, insurance isn't a, um, a stop or a barrier for treatment or for therapy um, on the specialty end. It might be another hurdle, you could say, that we have to kind of address, but it, it's not a, oh, I'm sorry, we can't, which until I came to specialty, I was not aware that there was that much extra out there. 
most of these manufacturers of these medications, they're aware that sometimes the insurance is not there, or even when there is insurance, it's not enough. And they are aware of that. And so they have programs available, patient assistance programs through the manufacturers that help us get additional assistance and additional coverage for patients with or without insurance, because that's not a reason not to treat a patient to not have insurance or to have to make a financial decision. Oh, do I get this or do I pay my electric bill or something of that nature? It's not it's not that way. And so, yeah, we will go that extra mile to find additional things. And sometimes that involves many phone calls and talking back and forth with providers to make sure we, we're exploring all the options and the insurance and the manufacturers and other programs that are out there to make sure we're doing absolutely everything we can to get what we need to for the patients. I fully agree with what Cherie said. I think a big key with how our system is set up and it's not even just within the realm of specialty, but we have it happening in our retail pharmacy too, is it's a pharmacy team subset that is taking care of these prior authorizations. Any technician listening to this knows that you are the best at adjudicating claims and reading those adjudications or those rejections. And so we have a working knowledge of how to prepare and prep those. And so we're able to get those approvals taken care of in a timely manner or even calling the pharmacy help desk and knowing the verbiage that needs to be used to be able to resolve the issue. But at the same time, once we get these approved, as Sherry said, being insured isn't always a key. We say people are either insured, uninsured, or they're underinsured, where with specialty, I think that's where we really struggle with because a $3,000 copay a month is a unique hurdle to jump over. So being able to work with those patients on finding resources available to them and being well-versed in what resources are available to them really helps them to be able to get access to a medication that seems completely unaccessible if you were to view it on a retail community level. Yeah, we definitely strive to provide access to the drugs, not only to the patients, but to our pharmacies. And and getting that insurance piece worked out definitely can be a bear. So I think it's really neat that um, the specialty pharmacy at Vanderbilt has so many facets and things, and even their retail divisions can attack it almost from multiple angles to get it to the patient in a in a timely fashion. And at all, you know, nobody wants to have to choose between their electric bill and something that's going to sustain their life. So that's pretty neat that you guys have that available. So do you feel that your general pharmacy experience and or training prepared you adequately to work in the specialty pharmacy? I'd like to hear from you first, Wendy, and then we can go to Sharice if you have thoughts. Yeah, no, I think being able to work in that retail setting, there was a couple of different points that really helped me out and develop. Number one, it was the troubleshooting skills. When you're working, especially for big box, maybe, or a retail pharmacy, it all kind of falls on you. So figuring out what those hurdles are for patients or being able to explain to patients what a prior authorization even is. I know when I started in pharmacy, I had no clue of it. And so I had to not only learn that, but I had to learn what the steps were so that I could adequately explain to the patient what was going on and what was needing to be done. And so having that firsthand experience definitely gave me kind of the chops I needed to get into specialty and start doing deep dives on the behind the scenes work that takes place. Also, I think it was really big to work hand in hand with the patient and talk to them 
about, you know, it wasn't approved. And so the provider says they can't get it fixed. It's going to be X amount of dollars a month and seeing that struggles they go through or seeing a patient who has a life-saving medication per se that is all formulary and being told to pay, you know, more than their mortgage, not being able to service them in that way or seeing the struggles that patients were going through firsthand really inspired me to want to break down that barrier. It wanted me to break through that wall. It wanted me to teach them how to help themselves. I always joke that I feel like it should be a class in high school to learn how to do formularies or how to get your medication or how to do it. Like this is a huge um, undertaught program. I feel like I'm very confident in it and I still have questions to this day. And so being able to work through those struggles with them gave me that kind of passion and fire and drive to come over here and really make a change working on the specialty pharmacy side. Wonderful. Sharice, what about you? I really agree with Wendy. It's it's a good basis. I'm not saying that you would have to have retail or big box prior experience to come into specialty. By any means, any part of pharmacy can be picked up and learned at any point in time, but it does set a ground or a base for that. There is something about being face-to-face with a patient and having compassion with the empathy that you feel for these copays. And so it does. You see how these things react to them and how they react to you. And it, it does drive you to want to be able to do more than you would just in a position where you're not looking at the the patients face to face. So it definitely built a really good base to start. And I'm the same. It drove me to want to do more like this. This is what I can do, but I feel like I can do more. And coming to specialty has opened those doors that we could be labeled as more for my patients. That's great. You know, both of you ladies have talked about all of the experience that you have in the multiple areas of pharmacy and um, your work experience obviously has led you to this facet of specialty pharmacy and being able to complete these tasks day in and day out, you know, effectively and with compassion. Did either of you go through any additional training to help prepare you to work in the specialty pharmacy field? And what do you feel like um, if if that's true, can you talk a little bit about that? What do you feel like that looks like at a current level? And I guess we'll start with Sharice. I didn't d- start any specialty training prior to coming into specialty. This opportunity kind of landed itself unexpectedly, so I didn't prepare for it prior. But once I got in, definitely have made uh, very pointed attempts to stay up to date and, and informed. Um, I'm luckily set in a specific clinic currently. So I have a specific disease state um, within the hematology clinic that I specialize in. And so I focus on that as a specialty. So I have started reading more about those disease states and those treatments and the research that's going on and the new medications that are coming out. And I think that's important to do at any level of pharmacy. It just stay interested in what's new, what's going on, Go see what's going on locally um, uh, on the political stance, on the medical stance, on anything. Just stay involved um, in any level that you can because it helps keep you up to date on what you're able to do and what you're able to offer your patients in whatever field that it is. That's great. I know, Wendy, you've worked towards a lot of things in your position 
Um, can you tell us a little bit about maybe some training you've went through or some things you're seeking out to advance your training for specialty pharmacy? Yeah, um, I think one of them is definitely take advantage of any accreditation or certifications that are appropriate for your career growth. Um, even if you're not sure what the next step of your career was, I was going out there and we have some new certifications such as hazardous materials or billing and reimbursement and really diving into those and getting that additional training. Um, it gives you an upper edge with the market and also knowing what skill set you need to really move into these more advanced positions. I think taking advantage of national and state level associations, not only do you get continued training materials and reference materials that can really elevate you, like Sharice was speaking to, of just learning about new drugs coming out and disease states or even what a technician can or cannot do, but it gives you the ability to have access to advocacy for the role, having an entire national association behind you saying techs can do this. This is what the future of pharmacy is. And you get to be a voice in that. It uh, really makes for change to happen. And then again, you know, just reviewing the materials out there. Uh, I always encourage technicians, we have to get our own CEs for renewal, but there are some CEs that are pharmacists only accredited, but go ahead and sit in on those, listen to them, watch the webinar, be part of it. You, some of it may be out of your scope of practice, but there's a lot of nuggets of information you can gather from that that is going to allow you to better serve your patient senses. Um, I was in neurology, so really learning about the disease state of Parkinson's and Huntington's and what these patients go through. Um, it really allowed me to be able to address their needs better when they called in and I had to talk them through side effects or questions they had or triaging them to the pharmacist. It gave me an edge on being able to ask targeted questions to be able to better prepare them to have that clinical meeting with the pharmacist. So and really just soaking up any knowledge you can get and making yourself available to learn and be challenged by anything out there. Yeah, I definitely think organizations like ASHP and any other national organization you can plug yourself into as a technician that advocates and also advances the education and continuing education for technicians is definitely important. That's why we feel like ASHP is so important because we get the advocacy plus the continuing education. I think plugging in at those state levels is key. Um, it's something that once I got involved, it really kind of opened a lot of doors to offer more education and training and things like that. So when you bring new staff into your area, obviously there is usually um, a plethora of different backgrounds that technicians and pharmacists, but particularly technicians can come from. So what training resources do you think are important to help assist you in properly training your new staff into specialty pharmacy? And I guess we will hear from Wendy on this one. Yeah, usually we either look for individuals that have had some sort of retail experience because like me and Sherry stated, there is a certain underlying knowledge that comes with handling and adjudicating those claims and actually filling the medications to be able to handle it when you're working remotely and hands-off. We call ourselves the pharmacy, but in specialty pharmacy, we actually never touch a medication. We all do the behind the scenes part. So knowing how the front end works really helps facilitate us being able to support the off-site team that does fill the medications. Also, as I stated earlier, really diving in and taking on those therapeutic exchange and continuing educations, even if they aren't 
accredited for a technician, there is something about just opening and exposing yourself to really learning the patient senses you're serving. Thankfully, not only with ours, but many specialty pharmacies that I deal with, instead of you dealing with a wide patient census, you usually have a very targeted one. So whether it be hepatology or rheumatology or oncology, whatever it whatever is there, really familiarizing yourself not only with the drug therapies, but the actual disease state so that you can be a better support system for that patient and a better voice for that patient, because that's what you're doing essentially when you're calling these individuals and calling the the PBM or even setting up and talking to the doctor about different options is you're being a voice for a patient where maybe they can't be in a very hard time of their life. Yeah, I think that's super important as technicians to be the advocate for the patient and then also do just the basic clinical functions that we need to do and assist the pharmacist in getting their job done. You know, we talk about being able to practice at the top of our license is really important. And we are at a national level, ASHP, and then at our state levels, different organizations are taking a stride to help advance the careers and practice of pharmacy technician. I have one last kind of closing question for you ladies. You know, I'm lucky enough to get to work with you all and see how we grow our technician careers at Vanderbilt and been able to see how you guys grow as individuals in our organization. So to that vein, what's one piece of advice that you would share with technicians that are wanting to grow their career? Sharice, why don't we start with you? The one thing I would say I've definitely held on to for my career is asking questions. And I know that that seems very intuitive, but ask the questions. What did you do before this of everyone you come in contact with? Where have you been? Where have you worked? What have you done? Where, what is your education? What is your, your previous experience? And what is your plan? Because pharmacy technicians are everywhere. We can be utilized in so many different places um, and things that you may not have even realized. Like we know the retail pharmacy community pharmacy setting, we know in hospitals, but there are places that I don't even think I knew I could have thought was be a pharmacy technician running the show, but we we are. We are always being empowered in more and more places and more and more outlets. And so if you don't ask about these things, you won't know that you might be missing the path you were meant to be on in a pharmacy role. And you might leave pharmacy not knowing that you could have had this one niche place that was really what you were looking for. So ask the questions, ask for the cheat sheets when you're learning a new role or a new position. What are the tips and tricks that other people use? Um, Everyone has a better understanding than you when you go into a new place. So find out what it is that makes them good at their job and utilize that to make you better at what you do so that you're always growing because we're not ever going to be finished learning. It's always changing. And so we always have to learn and change and grow. Um, So ask everyone around you. That's, That's how I approach things. Wendy, what about you? What nuggets of information would you like to impart on technicians trying to grow their career? Really, the biggest thing I can say is use your voice, no matter how big or how small, just being able to be open. Uh, The biggest times and the biggest changes I've had in my career and the biggest growth spurts have been when I either came to my manager or came to a pharmacist or even went to an outside organization. I was like, you know what? I would love to do blank. I think it'd be really great if technicians could blank. 
I'm interested in X, Y, and Z. And it sparked, it sparked a passion in others of like, not even really realizing that A, I wanted to do it or B, one of the ones here, an example is I was like, appeals, that's awesome. Like I can write an appeal. Like, could you teach me how to write a medical appeal to submit? We hadn't had technicians doing that yet. But as soon as I voiced it, my pharmacist sat with me and she taught me how to do it. And that was something I could take off my pharmacist plate. And we started changing what the embedded tech mission role was. And so those little things that you think you're interested in or you want to learn about or you think it'd be cool to know more about, it could make a huge impact, not only for yourself, but it could change the whole landscape of the pharmacy technician career. So don't be afraid to ask. The worst anybody could ever tell you, I say, is no, not right now. And that's not the end of the world. It's okay. But as long as you're that squeaky wheel, something's going to happen. That's how we've been able to create the technician advanced role. That's how we were able to create new roles here within our specialty pharmacy. And that's how we now have on a national level, technicians being the last verifier before medications are released to patients. It was because people spoke out and said that this would be better, it could happen. And so just remember that your voice is important. What you want from your career is valid and find somebody that can be a support system for you for that, no matter who it is. Yeah, I think you both hit it right on the head. You have to ask and you have to talk and you have to get it out there, uh, whatever that looks like. And I think, you know, one other thing that is key is just being in the right place to do that. And I think with organizations like ASHP and then things on a state level, getting in the ears of the right people, if you have a passion for advocacy on a professional level is definitely key. I think the more we have technicians on a national and state level speaking up for practice advancement, things that we see should happen are the times when change will actually happen. So I think that's really key. That's all the time that we have today. I want to thank Wendy and Sharice for joining us today to discuss advanced technician roles in specialty pharmacy. If you haven't before, I encourage you all to check out ASHP's Pharmacy Technician Resources, which can be found at ashp.org backslash pharmacy hyphen technicians. Member exclusive offerings include Advanced Pharmacy Technician Toolkit, the resume or CV review program, monthly technician news links, and forums such as the ASHP Pharmacy Technician Connect community, where you can exchange ideas and post questions with your peers. Again, I'm Nicole Foster, and thank you again for tuning into this episode of Technician Tuesday, and be sure to subscribe to the ASHP official podcast for more episodes. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.